Just a couple throws that he'd like to have back. Kevin Stefanski's going for the knockout punch, fourth and inches. Good evening and welcome to the fourth and inches podcast with your hosts, Stuart Love, Sukti Puni, Ryan Edwardson, and Alex Grazier. Hello and welcome to the 4th and Inches podcast. I'm your host for today, Alex Grazier, as we approach yet another episode of our State of the Franchise series. Today, we will be talking about all things New England. And as some of you guys know, I'm a huge Patriots fan myself, but I won't be alone as I'm joined by a fellow Patriots fan. So, Jamie, how are we doing today? Yeah, I'm all good, mate. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Perfect. I mean, I'm happy to have you here. And let's dive straight in. The Patriots had one of the most exciting free agent frenzies the National Football League has ever seen to try and repair their roster. The Patriots gave out $159.6 million in guaranteed money to new acquisitions, setting an NFL record, according to ESPN stats. One of the very first signings announced was the addition of pass rusher Matt Judon to a four-year deal worth $56 million. Judon's 111.5 passer rating will be a welcomed addition, in my opinion, to a Patriots team that ranked 15 overall in yards allowed. We know the Patriots rarely don't actually get sacks from their defensive line, but instead from those blitz packages involving linebackers, which head coach Bill Belichick often likes to use. This is very similar to how Baltimore played Judon, so... Jamie, what are your thoughts on Judon? Do you like the signing? Oh, 100%. I think um, we were lacking a bit of a pass rush last year, for sure. Um, I feel like, obviously, Josh Uche was um, when we drafted the year before, I think, wasn't he? Um, yeah. Not quite ready yet, whereas Judon has proved it last year. I, know he, I mean, I think he only got about six sacks, but I think the pressures that he brings on to... The quarterbacks is definitely something that we've we've lacked for a couple of years, even during the Brady time for the last couple of years of Brady's era. I think we definitely missed that. So, yeah, I think it's a very good signing for us. And I think overall we've had a fantastic free agency um, signing some key positions that we've missed for a long time. I totally agree with you. Like, I love how you mentioned Josh Uchow. I think he's such an underrated guy. He was one of those guys, especially in the um, Patriots versus Los Angeles game, the 45 and nil game, he was adding pressure onto Justin Herbert like it was nothing. And I think yeah. the main sort of pass wishers were, you know, Josh Uchow, Chase Winovich, players like yeah. that. So I think Matt Judon, he, would you agree he has like a, he's on a different level compared to those two? Oh, 100%. Obviously, they're both young as well, though. Um, obviously, Uche and Winovich, they've still got a lot to learn. Um, I think having someone like Jude on there will only elevate them as well, which is obviously uh, something we, we definitely need. I like Chase Winovich, always like Chase Winovich. I love them long uh, blonde locks, so uh, he's a very lovable guy, apparently. But um, <laughs> I think, yeah, yeah, having Jude on in there is definitely going to um, be a massive help, and I think it's just a, a lift to the whole team. I think... Um, having a few players back on the defensive side of things as well, obviously with Kyle Van Noy coming back and um, Dante Hightower coming back from uh, obviously being on the COVID list last year. I think, to be brutally honest, the addition of Judon, um, 
really elevates us because we've we've always had a good secondary. We've got three of the best cornerbacks in in the AFC, including the best one in Stefan Gilmore. In my personal opinion, I know he didn't have the greatest year last year, but I think this year is going to be the return of the proper Belichick defense. Do your job, and um, I think I think as long as we get the offensive side of the ball moving and, and ticking along a little bit, I think the defensive side of the ball, like Brady's last year, where our defense was ranked number one going into the like to the end of the season, I think um, hopefully we can get back to those sort of levels this year. Yeah, the defense were the least of the Patriots' worries last season. Their offense really struggled. So, you know, the front office addressed their issues through free agency and the draft, which we'll be talking about later on in the podcast. But focusing on free agency, the Patriots had a lot of offensive signings. The first person I want to get your opinion on, Jamie, is Nelson Aguilar. So the Patriots lacked a wide receiver one last season with only probably Jacoby Myers showing he's maybe worth it. And Jacoby's an undrafted rookie free agent. So Nelson Aguilar played for the Eagles and the Raiders before joining New England. So, Jamie, what are your thoughts on this guy? Um, I've got mixed opinions on Nelson Aguilar. I think he's not a name that, like, jumps out at you when you think of, like, your top 10 receivers, do you know what I mean? And I think, obviously, in the agency, there was quite a few big names in terms of um, wide receivers. I think Corey Davis was, was a free agent. Uh, Will Fuller, who I really rate, was a free agent. But I think Nelson Aguilar had a decent season for the Raiders last year. I, I remember when they um, obviously beat the Chiefs, and he was one of he was one of the best players in terms of he kept finding space. I know the Chiefs secondary is not exactly the the best secondary in the league, but I mean it's still the Chiefs, and they won a shootout with the Chiefs, and he was part of that reason. Um, I believe he he adds definitely good depth to what was like you said a, a, a pretty awful wide receiving core last year. Um, like you say, probably the best of the bunch was Jacoby Myers. And like you say, he's a Belichick special, as I like to call him, with the, as an undrafted rookie. And we turned him into a half-decent player. Um, obviously, Nelson Aguilar coming in, Kendrick Bourne coming in as a slot receiver is always nice. Got a lot of pace on him, which is always what we like to see. Um, and I don't know if you've been watching training camp, but Nikhil Harry looks like a different beast this year. I know, it's insane, but... Question about Nikhil Harry, is that an every year scenario? Is he what, sorry? Is that an every year scenario? Because last year we had the same, oh, he's doing wonders in training camp. Yeah. Is it going to be the same and then he's going to go downhill again in the season? Uh, I, I hope not because he's built for the NFL. I mean, I, I can't, I, I know he's very tall. He's got a bit of speed to him. He's, he's a perfect wide receiver for us. And I think if he can replicate what he's doing in training camps and you got to think he's facing some of the best cornerbacks in the game and some of the best safeties in the game you know what I mean I think Nikhil Harry if, if he puts his mind to it and he actually believes in the Patriots because obviously there was this thing during um, the off season that he might not come back he wanted to be traded and Belichick was kind of like you've got to play well to get traded mate <laughs> so it's, it's, it's whether like say last season he did the exact same fantastic in training camp but I think I'm I'm a very uh, ambitious Patriots fan, as you'll probably uh, tell when we get to the predictions part later. Um, <laughs> I'm hoping Nikhil Harry has a great season, and uh, I think he's probably the best wide receiver call we've had in a while. Obviously, losing Edelman to retirement is always going to be a bit of a bit of a dampener on that. But again, he he didn't have a great year last season. A lot of in, uh, had a bit of an injury spell as well, didn't he? So I think yeah, I think. 
adding Nelson Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne, and Nikhil Harry there as well. If Nikhil Harry does well, it replicates, like we say, what we're doing in training camp. And yeah, we've got, we've got a good chance. And whoever does start the quarterback um, position this year um, will have a great, um, have actually some options for the first time in a long time. Because even Brady, for his last three years, only really had Edelman. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm quite excited about our wide receiving core for the first time in a while. I like your stance on that because NKL Harry, you, at the end of the day, you've got to be optimistic, but you've got to be realistic. He's a first-round pick. Obviously, he's built for the NFL, but is he not built for this system or something? I don't know, but he definitely needs to improve because I remember reading a stat according to Next Gen. He, he had great separation on under 30% of his plays. And for the likes of Enkil Harry from Devo Samuel and DK Metcalf, who are doing great in the NFL, it's ju- it just goes to show, I think, in my opinion, another one of those picks that was a bit poor by Bill Belichick. And when you go with Nelson Aguilar, I think with Nelson Aguilar, New England can attack vertically because although he yeah. isn't the best all-round receiver, he is one of the best vertical threats, you know, ranking in the yeah. top three according to next-gen stats in yards, touchdowns, and total EPA on vertical routes, I think he yeah. adds that next dynamic to the level, which we never had. The only person that sort of gave that was who? Demir Bird? Demir yeah, Bird, Demir who Bird, the Patriots yeah, yeah. released. So it goes to show, and I like Kendrick Bourne. I think he's a sort of reliable guy, especially on those third downs. Is he the next Edelman? Maybe not, but I think he's a step forward for what this team needs and yeah, you know definitely, definitely. talking about threats the the Patriots missed the good old days you know with the the dual tight end sets they used to have so yeah. they acquired two solid tight ends first off was Jonu Smith standing 6-3 Jonu Smith you know he's very fast for his size he was like a chess piece for the Titans being used as a receiver on an end around a running back on power plays and his natural position at tight end so last year, Johnny was a great red zone threat, scoring eight touchdowns for the Titans. And overall, Johnny has averaged more than 11 yards per play in his entire career. So his run after catch is phenomenal. And I think this addition is great for the Patriots, especially, you know, for those red zone plays where he can create mismatches. But secondly was Hunter Henry. And I'm going to let you take this one, Jamie. How will Hunter Henry affect New England? Well... You've got to think about it in terms of if, if, you, if you're talking Hunter Henry, think of the, the um, tight ends that Cam Newton's used to. Obviously, used to play with Greg Olsen at the Panthers. They formed a fantastic partnership. Again, like you say, with the red zone threat that John O. Smith brings, I think Hunter Henry's exactly the same in third down threats as well. Obviously, he's a good blocker as well. Um, I think it, it's, it's going to be interesting to see if like we do go back to a proper dual tight end offense where like I think Cam works better with tight ends than he does wide receivers. I think he's always worked that way. Like I say, um, his relationship with Greg Olsen was, was fantastic at the Panthers. Obviously got them to a Super Bowl a few years back. Um, so I think it's a fantastic addition. I think um, we haven't had a good tight end. What were we working with last year? Assi Assi and uh, Ryan Dalton Keane. Yeah, Dalton Keane. Jesus, yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's, it wasn't exactly a stellar tight end group. Um, but I think two absolute stars, uh, obviously Hunter Henry, a little bit more um, established, played for a little bit longer, both um, relatively young 
uh, I think that they are a tight end group for the next five years, which is fantastic to, to have, hopefully, Jeremy. Um, I think Johnny Smith, I think it, it, obviously you, you've already expanded something like 11 yards per play. I think he's going to be key on those on those um, third downs, like you say. I think I, I wouldn't be surprised if we use Johnny more than we do Hunter in those situations. Um, I think he's a couple of years younger as well, isn't he? Um, so, yeah, no, I'm, I'm very happy with both signings. And I think we did need a new, a, a completely new tight end group. Yeah, I agree. And I think if you, because I, I play the sport, I'm a receiver myself. And if you've got two tight ends, it means that play action game will be great because not only can they run routes, they can block for people. We've got yeah. a good O-line already. We've got Damian Harris. If you've got two tight ends, because let's face it, Hunter Henry is a brilliant run blocking tight end. So Johnny Smith could go maybe on the outside in mismatches in like empty formations. Hunter Henry can come closer to the O-line and block for those play actions or those, those run plays. I think it will be brilliant. And I think that's a scheme we're sort of heading into, you know, when when back when we had Gronk, for example, and Watson, yeah. etc. And now yeah, exactly. we've, on... we've always liked oh sorry, go on. Oh no, go on, go, go right ahead. I was just I was just um, expanding on that in terms of we've always liked a play action. It was Brady's favourite, I, I would say. Do you know what I mean? We've always enjoyed a bit of play action. And like I say, when you've got the likes of Damien Harris, Sony Michelle, hopefully he comes back to his 2019 form compared to... I mean, he, he didn't have a bad 2020, I think. Damien Harris outshone him, definitely. But then you've also got James White as well, which I'm glad we've re-signed. Um, I, I mean, I think those three running backs as well give us that opportunity to run the ball, but also obviously gives Cam Newton the option to have the play action. And then obviously with the two tight ends, the new new wide receivers, I think it, it, I'm, I'm very optimistic for this offense this year. I, I, is it blind optimism after the year we had last year? Who knows? But definitely I'm, 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 I'm very optimistic this year. I like, I like how you've mentioned like the running backs. We, the, we do have optimism for the, I say we, I'm a Patriots fan, but the Patriots have optimism. You know, they've got solid tight ends. They've got a good running backs. They've got a top five offensive line. And it's drastic. They're just looking at their wideouts. It's drastically better from what they did last year. And the question is, running back wise, the Patriots usually, you know, run a committee basis. So back last year, they used to run it with Damian Harris, Sony Michelle, Rex Burkhead, James White on third down, and then JJ Taylor in some instances. But mm -hmm. I think, I think you need to have that franchise back. And I think Damian Harris can be that guy. He was projected to be over a thousand yards if he would have started the season. So that'll be something interesting to look something interesting to look for in the season. And you know, moving on to the draft, despite Cam Newton, you know, being re-signed to a one-year deal, I think everyone knew if a quarterback was on the board and the Patriots liked them, they'd pounce on that opportunity. And they did. They did by waiting at the 15th pick for quarterback Matt Jones from Alabama. Now, Alabama and New England have very similar features in, you know, they, they have a good O-line and good running backs. But now Matt Jones at least has some offensive talent to work in, as we've mentioned, as we've mentioned. So a little bit about Matt Jones. He has excellent accuracy. Grading is actually the highest QB PFF has ever seen with his adjusted completion rate. And although he isn't as gifted athletically as, you know, the likes of Justin Fields or Zach Wilson, Matt Jones can read those coverages and hit his progressions with ease. However, yeah. he played with a heck of a lot of talent at Alabama with Najee, Devonta, 
and Jalen, for example. So, Jamie, will his skills transfer into the NFL? And a bonus question, will Mac Jones start the season? I'm going to answer the second question first. Um, the second question of will he start the season? I think not. I think if Cam gets injured or has a spell of terrible games, then maybe we see Matt Jones this year. And we might do what we did with uh, what the Dolphins did with um, Fitzpatrick and Tua last season in terms of get to the bye week or get to a certain point of the season where we think, right, let's have Mac. Let's 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 see what he can do because. We could, for all we know, and I again, I don't think this is going to happen. We could be four and seven, like four and seven, with um, a few games to go, and and then decide right, we're not going to make playoffs. Let's see what Matt can do. I hope it doesn't get to that point. I hope we don't go four and seven, obviously. But again, I, I really do rate the the signing of Matt Jones. I think he's a very Patriots quarterback in terms of stand and deliver. He, he's got a good arm. He reads the game very well. Obviously, he's not very athletic, but we haven't had him. Like Cam was the first athletic quarterback we've had in twenty years. Obviously, mm-hmm. um, so it, it it'll be interesting to see. I, there's there's talk of obviously trying to use a dual quarterback threat in terms of like maybe using them both, and I, I wouldn't be against that. But I think give give him a year, let him sit behind Cam, see what he can do, uh, see what Cam can do. Because I, I, we're forgetting that last year Cam. Was it week four? He he was out with COVID uh, when we started the 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 Kansas City game with Brian Hoyer, and oh my goodness, that was <laughs> that painful. Um, and I, you've got to love Brian Hoyer. He's been a, a patriot for many years. I know he's he's left a couple of times, and he's just sat behind Brady and stuff like that for many many years. But I think, say if if Cam got injured or something like that, I think Matt Jones is is, is fantastic, and we all. A lot of people were going on about Stidham and maybe Studham, as some of the to call it. But I think, no, we definitely needed him. I think he suits our system, uh, the, the sort of Patriots offensive system of old. Um, and I'm excited. I'm excited about a quarterback, <laughs> which, is, which is nice. Obviously, we don't really draft um, first-round quarterbacks. Is it, am I right saying it's the first time Belichick has drafted a quarterback in the first round? Yeah, very first. So I mean, it's a lot of pressure on him. Don't get me wrong; it's definitely a lot of pressure on him. But I think it, he's used to the talent. Like you say, in Alabama, he had quite a few weapons: Devonta and Najee, like you say. But again, we've we've spent big in, in free agency. Um, we've got some talent there now, and I think if he was to start, and I, again, this this talk about the training camp saying that Mac is actually throwing better than Cam and. He's adjusting to the offense a lot better, and it wouldn't surprise me if he, if he started week one. But I, I also, my head says he won't. Do you know what I mean? I think I think Cam will definitely start week one, but I'm excited for it definitely. Yeah, I think it's Cam's job. Cam's job to lose, really. But I always say it's best for your rookie QB to step in later in the season. You know, to act like the franchise saver because if you do start a rookie QB and they play bad you kind of lose all hope. So I think Matt Jones sitting yeah. behind Cam Newton, Cam Newton's been with that offense for a year now. He's bound to get better. He's got better weapons. He's got better mechanics now. He feels healthier. I'm not going to say he feels healthy. I'm going to say he feels healthier. So I think he can really, you know, expand and, you know, be be a better quarterback than he was in 2020. And I think 
I really like. I really like Matt Jones, and I think he mm. can be great for New England. He can be the franchise guy, but maybe next year. And yeah, I I, I would happily um, take this season of Mac Jones sitting behind Cam, doing well in training, showing to Belichick that he's re- he will be ready. But again, I'm happy to see Cam. Well, I, I would love to see Cam have a full season where he's had a preseason. He can, he can go to training camp. He, do you know what I mean? He can learn the offense properly. He, he won't get hopefully won't get COVID again this year. And he said. Even came out and said like he, he didn't feel himself for a few weeks after that, and I think you could see that. Do you know what I mean? I think the the, the Broncos game was a, a really telling tale when Cam came back and he just didn't seem anywhere near the level that he was playing at. Because before that, obviously, we beat the Dolphins. We we took um, the Seahawks to a final play of the game against uh, Russell Wilson and DK Mac Metcalf, who obviously over the season were absolutely flying. So. I think there is somewhere that there is a place for Cam in this offense, and I think there is a place for him this season to really make his mark again. And I don't think he's ever going to get back to the the level he was at the year that the Panthers went to the Super Bowl, the MVP year. Do you know what I mean? But if he can get to eighty percent of that with the defense that we've got, the weapons that we've got now, I think again it it could be blind optimism. But I think he can have a fantastic season, and I'm excited to see a full season of camp with OTEs, with training camp, with him actually having time to learn the offence. We'll see what happens, but I'm excited for camp. And talking again about the draft, Jamie, I want to know your favourite pick from the 2021 class that the Patriots made and give us some insight into why. It's a, it's a tough it's a tough choice in terms of the draft. Um your standout pick is obviously Mac Jones. Um, obviously, having a Q, QB for the first time in a long time. I think Christian Barmore was a good pick. Um, I think he, he he's. I think he'll overtake Godshaw in terms of the um, defensive line um, over the season. Um, I'm try, trying to think who else. I think yeah, I, w- I would say I would say I'm, I'm. I mean, it's a boring choice in terms of you're not going to see Christian Barmore do a lot, but I think he's going to be a fantastic player for many, many years. Um, but yeah, you've got to say Mac Jones. I mean, you, do you know what I mean? It, it excites me to see Belichick take a risk. Do you know what I mean? I, I've, I've only been a, an NFL fan for about maybe seven or eight years. I'm only 24 years old. I kind of started watching NFL when I started like going out and drinking and it would be on at like 11 o'clock at night when I'm in a bar or something. And then you start to get, started getting into it. Um, and I've never seen, I've watched all the drafts since, always been a Patriots fan. Um, and the drafts always kind of, it's kind of like, to be bother watching it? Because it's never normally fun as a Patriots fan, do you know what I mean? So I, I would say Mac Jones definitely is my most, is, is, is my most exciting one and what I'm most looking for. I think it's probably going to be the best one overall. Uh, may, maybe second best overall, because like I say, Barmore definitely up there. How about yourself? I, I, I like I like the pick with Christian Barmore, to be honest. I think when you mentioned Devon Godshow, I think he'll be on the same as Devon Godshow because, you know, Devon Godshow is often used as a nose tackle, you know, right against the centre. Whereas, you yeah. know, Christian Barmore, he's kind of used in the defensive line in other ways. So I think they'll be able to play, um, you know, on the, same, on the same team at the same time. But my favourite pick, I'm going to have to go for Ronnie Perkins. I think oh. this is a great, 
pick in terms of value. You know, he's got a good combination of athleticism, and he, but he's got a lighter frame, let's be honest. But his play recognition's just a premium trait, and it allows him to, you know, beat blocks that he physically should lose more often. And he's consistent enough as a tackler to play as a 3-4 outside linebacker in the NFL. And that's the scheme the Patriots kind of use, you know, disguising mm. who's where. And he has a knack for making plays on stunts and, you know, blitzes rather than yeah. poor, like, four-man rushes. And as we mentioned before, the Patriots don't really do, like, get sacks from the defensive line. It's all no. in the linebackers, the edges and the safety yeah, the bits. Of the noise, blitzes. Yeah. Exactly. Like Hightower, Van Noy, those like really useful people. And I think that's where he'll kind of fit in into like something like that. And I think if you look at, you're looking at uh, the other picks the uh, Patriots made, you're looking at Quinn, you're looking at Quinn Norden, who in fact was an undrafted rookie free agent who's been doing apparently brilliantly um, during yeah, training. Good things. Going perfect, going perfect for kicks. You've got also Cameron McGrone, who despite his um, tear in his ACL, I think is going to be a brilliant pick and I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you a comment about hmm, somebody in the draft I want your comment on. Joshua Bledsoe. What did you think of that pick? Joshua Bledsoe. Um he's an interesting what what round did we did we go for him in the end? Sorry, Joshua Bledsoe. So Joshua Bledsoe. Uh, Joshua Bledsoe, pick 188, round six, and he's a safety. And he played college football at Missouri. Right, yeah. I like it. I like the pick. Um, obviously, safety is some, somewhere where we've obviously got a lot of experience in Devin McCourty. Um, was the free safety, I think. I like it. It was a strong safety with uh, Phillips and Duggar. I think I, I actually prefer Kyle Duggar to Phillips myself. But again, learning from the likes of McCourty for a year, um, I think it's 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 an interesting signing. It's definitely an interesting one. Um, but again, I don't think he's a this year talent. I think he's a come like up and coming years, like maybe next year, year after sort of talent. So it, it sees that we'll see how he develops. Is what I'd say with that one. He's like he's like a future investment. He's like he's not a he's going to do it now player, but next year he could be he could be brilliant. He's one of those you need to develop. And a bit like Ramondre Stevenson, you know, running back, he could be mm. another LeGarrette Blount, um, pardon me, according to, you know, uh, training camp extracts. But mm. I'm going to get your uh, opinion on this because, you know, we're both fans. And I think I think it's fun if we both do this. So Go on. we're going to call, let's just say, on each side of the ball, so offence and defence, you're going to pick one player. So one player who's going to have a breakout season and one player who's on the hot seat. So if they don't do well, they might leave or they're going to be, you know, the fans are going to go outraged. So who is your breakout player on the offense for the Patriots this season? Oh, it's interesting. And we've obviously spoke about him in training camp. He's impressing again. And again, this is me hoping more than expecting but if I had to put my money on it this year I, I'm, I'm going to put my money on Enkeel I think he's got a point to prove I think the way that he wanted a trade he was supposedly wanted a trade and Belichick was like we won't even get a seventh round for you with the stats that you've got I think he's got a chip on his shoulder this year um, a lot of people don't rate him um, I think like we said previously he's built for the NFL 
if he can get that, if he can get that separation, there's no way he shouldn't be getting a thousand yards a season, at least. Um, so I, I am going to say Nikhil Harry. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be optimistic. I, I've, I've, we've had what two years with Nikhil, and he's not done anything. But I'm going to I'm going to say it this year, Nikhil Harry. I'm going to I'm going to sway because I'm going to I I don't think Nikhil Harry will do the best. I think he'll be. I think he'll be serviceable. I just don't think he'll put up those numbers, you know, like his counterparts, McLaurin, Metcalf and Samuel yeah. Lepoyan. But I'm going to go for a Damian Harris. So, you know, last yeah. year, I think it was nearly 700 Fantastic yards player. he rushed for. Five, over five yards of carry. That's, that's what you look for in a running back because, you know, you look at the likes of Josh Jacobs, who's, although he gets amazing rushing yards, his rushing yards per carry is awful because he's getting so many carries. Yeah. Damien Harris only had, I think it was just over just over 130 attempts. And to get nearly 700 yards, I think that's brilliant. You know, he's he's that guy who wants that contact. And although he's not a big guy, he's he's his endurance is insane. He he breaks yeah. tackles, you know, he's that type of person. So I think you know, with those new tight end additions, you know, the play-action game will be working. And if the play-action game works, what do you need for the play-action game to work? You need the run game you to work. Run game, yeah. And now I, I think... I, that... I, would, I would definitely agree with you with the Damian Harris pick there in terms of I can see him having a standout year. But I think we're expecting that from Damian. Do you know what I mean? Because of the way he did play for the second half of last season or like but he came in, what, about week five or six, didn't he? Um, so I think... Damien definitely, he could have a fantastic year and I'm hoping he can break that 1,000-yard barrier. Um, like I say, yeah, I'm more expecting of him, if that makes sense, do you know what I mean? I'm expecting him to do big things. Whereas, like I say, with Nikhil, I'm not expecting anything. I'm just, I've just got this little belief in me, little light in me that's saying, <laughs> Nikhil Harry. <laughs> the little glimmer of hope. Don't yeah. we all wish we all but every Patriots fan is wishing that and Kill Harry shows up to his standards now. He has the potential, he's a first round pick. You don't he wasn't a bust man when you first picked him. Everyone thought it was a great, you know, like a great acquisition, but obviously mm. those skills haven't transferred <laughs> to the NFL transfer. thus yeah. far. So who's your hot seat pick on the offense? I think the obvious answer is Cam, isn't it? I think he if he goes, if he, if he has a, an awful first five games, I think we will throw in Mac. I don't think Belichick is 100% in on Cam. I don't think the fans are 100% in on Cam. Do you know what I mean? There's a lot of debate going around who should start. Um, so, I mean, it's an obvious choice that Cam is definitely the on the hot seat in terms of he's got Mac Jones breathing down his shoulder. Um, other, other names you could say... Um, you could say Nikhil again if he doesn't perform. He's he, he's probably going to get traded or probably released more than anything because if he has another bad year, I don't think anyone's going to take him. Um, another one again, I think Sony Michelle. I think he, he needs to have a, a, a good year. I think he's going to be playing second fiddle to Damian Harris. Um, however, we, we saw in the 2019 season that Sony was fantastic for us. Do you know what I mean? So... I'm hoping he has a good season, but there's a few that are in the, on the offensive side, more of the the seasoned players for the Patriots, players who've been here a year or two. Do you know what I mean? Who haven't quite made it, made it yet? I think, yeah, but definitely Cam's on the hot seat. Cam's on the hot seat. I like the Cam hot hot seat pick, and I also like you know the pick of Sony Michelle because although he was great for 2019, 
he lost his job in 2020 to a third round yeah. pick in Damian Harris. And, you know, now that we've drafted Ramondre Stevenson and you've got the likes yeah. of Brandon Bolden back, the running back group is getting stacked now. And I think Sony Michelle is going to see less and less carries unless he, you know, whips out the season with a bang, like a good couple of games. Because I yeah. do think now it's actually Damian Harris's job to lose because I think he's took that. And Bill Belichick says in training camp, it's an open competition like he says with the quarterback position that's like it with the running back position so I like that and now moving to the defensive side of the ball I want to start with your hot seat player on the defensive side it's it's Stefan isn't it obviously in terms of the talk of the money that he wants from the Patriots um the talk that he he would happily go elsewhere because he's going to get that money. I don't think last year he played well enough to warrant that money. Whether his mind is elsewhere, he, he doesn't he doesn't want to play for us now that Brady's gone. Do you know what I mean? I'm not I'm not a hundred percent, but I think with the likes of J.C. Jackson, Jonathan Jones, and um, we've got Jujon Williams and Jalen Mills in the background. I think we've got a very good cornerback group, and I think if if Gilmore doesn't put put up good numbers this year then I think I think it would be time for him to go. And we know Belichick, he, he, as soon as he gets to, as soon as certain star players get to a certain age, they do normally go. Um, obviously, Gilmore, I think he's approaching that sort of age. He's 30 now. I think if he doesn't have an absolutely fantastic season, because, again, you just need to look at his 20, 2020 stats. One interception, one forced fumble. Do you know what I mean? That that's not the Stefan Gilmore I remember in 2019, 2018. Do you know what I mean? So I think definitely he's on the hot seat this year. And the art seat, if you play devil's advocate, the argument to that might be some might say is we didn't know Stefan Gilmore was as good as he is in 2019. That's why we threw to him. If you look at 2020, he was rarely thrown to. And maybe that's why he doesn't get the picks. Because if you look at Jalen Ramsey, for example. He doesn't go over maybe three interceptions a season, but there's no doubt that he is a lockdown corner. So you could apply that yeah. to Stefan Gilmore. Personally, I think I think he I think he had a good season. I think he had a good season. And I think I think he should be paid like a top five cornerback because Stefan Gilmore is a top five cornerback. So maybe I would give definitely him agree with that. Yeah, so maybe give him the pay rise he deserves. But I agree with you, a hot seat this year. If he doesn't really perform, then I think they won't be an extension on a contract if he decides to play uh, this year. So I'm going to go with my hot seat pick for the defence. And this might uh, surprise a few people, but I'm going to go with Chase Winovich. So, you know, Chase Winovich... I was thinking that as well. Yep. Goldilocks. He's our beloved Goldilocks. He's a great guy, but he he doesn't even really play snaps when when they think it's going to be a run play because... Chase Winovich's run defense isn't as good. His pass defense, it, it's brilliant. Like I, he was the he was one of the only two guys, you know, with Josh Uche creating that pressure because you know the Michigan boys. But I think now with the additions, you know, Matt Judon, you're looking at Ronnie Perkins. It's it's looking like a smaller, smaller role for Chase Winovich unless he really starts to either book his ideas up in the run defense so he can play on those snaps. Or he outshines in the in the pass rush and gets to that quarterback, so they have to put him on there. Otherwise, I think it's going to be a smaller and smaller role for Chase Winovich, unfortunately. But I'd agree with that. Definitely agree with that. I hope he, he performs. I've got a lot of time for Chase Winovich in terms of 
he's, he's apparently a good guy around the around the group. Um, th- there was talk of him getting traded this this off season, if I'm not wrong. Um, oh, but I mean, th- th- there was there was talk is what I like early off season is what I, that that's what I was hearing online. But then again, it's a bit whether you listen to Skip Bayless and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but um, uh, I do like Chase. I agree with you though. He is definitely on the hot seat um, as well as Stefan. Um, especially now, obviously, Cal Van Noy is back. He's going to be playing a lot of snaps alongside. Hopefully, like I, I hope he gets the chance. Though is what, I'm, what I was going to say. That I hope he gets the chance to prove himself and still find his way into this team. And who would be your breakout player of the 2021 season on defence? It's hard because we've got quite an experienced uh, group in the defence. Obviously, Cal Van Noy returning, Dante returning, Lawrence Guy's been there for a while, um, Phillips and McCourty and Gilmore obviously been there for a while. But I think one of our free agent signings, Matt Judon, I think he's going to be a breakout star for us. We're going to see someone who is a genuine pass rusher who can actually create pressure on quarterbacks. And like we've said previously, we, we haven't had that. And I think to have that in our group this year is, is only going to be a good thing. Um, it's interesting to see whether we will blitz more, whether we will use him a lot in terms of trying to create pressure on quarterbacks. Uh, but yeah, definitely for me, I think Matt Judon is the, is the one to break out this season and start well for us I like that I really like that pick I'm glad that was that was to be honest that was going to be my pick so I'm going to have to um, fluctuate now <laughs> so I'm going to have to fluctuate to and this is dependent on whether Gilmore plays because if Gilmore plays he's a top five corner we all know that I think mm-hmm. another breakout player will yet again be JC Jackson JC yeah. Jackson is an underrated corner. He's got good coverage stats on um, pro football focus like he's quite consistent He's a ball hawk. He really is a ball hawk. And I think, you know, he's maybe not a number one corner, but at the number two spot against the number two receivers, he dominates them. And I think he's a really breakout guy because if Gilmore has to go, then JC Jackson's going to step up. And does that mean maybe he gets to cover those bigger, better receivers? So then he becomes better because you always have to become better as you play the best. How to be the best, you play the best. And I think that will be a sort of interesting quote if, uh, you know, JC Jackson has to be the number one corner. And I think the defence, because, you know, we all know New England like to go cover one blitz or cover zero, you know, cover zero or, um, you know, you cover three. So like those sort of base defences. So it'll be really interesting to see how JC Jackson performs. And talking on an overall perspective now, coming to the end of the podcast, what are your predictions for the New England Patriots season? It's 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 interesting, isn't it, for us? Um, I, I, as I said before to you, that I, I was going to be blindly optimistic. Um, I think we've got a good start to this to the schedule. I think I think we'll beat Miami first game. I think then you've got the Jets and the Saints. The Saints, I've got no idea what's going to happen with the Saints this year. Obviously. Winston and Taysom Hill vying for the quarterback position. It's it'll be an interesting one to see what the Saints do this year. However, I think we should be three and zero after three games, and then obviously we take on Brady for the first time since he left. That's going to be. I, I don't think we win that. I don't think many people beat Tampa Bay this year. I don't think that a lot of people are saying they're going to go seventeen and zero. I don't think that's going to happen. 
Um, but I do think they will beat us. And again, then the next few games, I think we'll go to go into November, hopefully, with um, a six and two record or a seven and one, which I think will be obviously playoff bound at that point. Um, I think the schedule does favour us. There's a lot of teams that we're avoiding. Obviously, the Chiefs being the main one for me. I don't, I don't think anyone likes playing the Chiefs. <laughs> but I think a good season for us would be to make the playoffs again. I think anyone who says that we're, we're, we're Super Bowl bound again because of this free agency, um, Cam's going to come back and absolutely storm it. I think they are, that, 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 that is a stretch too far this year. However, if we can go 11 and 6, 12 and 5, 12 and five that'd be fantastic. Will it be enough to win the division? I doubt it. I think, um, as a lot of people are predicting, as long as Josh Allen stays healthy and obviously St- Stefan Diggs, um, I think the Bills will win the division. I think we've just got to hope that we can get the wild card spot with a good record. And I do believe we can do that. I think we do, lo- we do lose to Buffalo, Buffalo in Buffalo, but I think we, we, we can beat them, obviously, at Gillette. I think we beat Miami home and away. I think we beat the Jets home and away. Although, yeah. I'm intrigued about the Jets. I think they're going to be involved in a lot of shootouts this year with the the offense that they're building with Zach Wilson. Uh, obviously, they've got Corey Davis. You know, I mean, there's a few interesting things going on at the Jets. But I think we finished second in the division. I think we 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 pit Miami to the wild card position. I think we go eleven and six or twelve and five is my prediction. I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with that. I'm not gonna go twelve and five. I'm not gonna go eleven and six and twelve and five. I'm gonna go eleven and six and ten and seven. Because if you look at the schedule, you're up against teams that have well that have a great offense. So if you look at you know the Buccaneers, you look at the mm-hmm. likes of the Cowboys, you look at the likes yeah. of the Panthers now with DJ Moore, Anderson, CMC, Darnold, the Browns, Mayfield, Landry, OBJ. Falcons, yep. Cole Pitts, you know, Gage, Ridley, Matt Ryan, Titans, Derrick Henry, Julio Derek Jones, Henry, yeah. AJ Brown, Bills, you, we all know. So the Patriots are actually up against amazing teams that have great offenses. But if you look at their defenses, the Chargers defense, we all know, isn't the best. Yes. The Cowboys no. defense, Micah Parsons isn't going to fix that, really. The Texans, no. you know, had the worst rushing defense in the NFL last year. And you look at those teams, it's really going to test the Patriots defense in order to stop them. But the Patriots offense will have actually have a good chance. So I think... We all thought this season it was going to be, you know, down to the Patriots' offence. Can they score points? But I think it's actually down to how long can the Patriots' defence hold off on those teams? And, you know, I, I think the Patriots... I'm, I'm glad you agree. <laughs> Sorry, I'll cut you off yeah. there. But I think, I think the Patriots will definitely go, like, a sort of 10-7 and 7, or, you know, like 11-6, and and eleven and six, something like that. And it's going to be a very good season. season. Yeah. Um, I think what you were saying there about that our, our defense is going to get tested. Um, I'd much rather be coming up against good offenses uh, uh, rather than playing stellar defenses. I think the fact that, like, like you say, the the Dallas defense isn't great. The Chargers, as we saw last year, I don't think we're going to beat them forty five nil again or anything like that. But we've seen what the Chargers are, are like defensively. Um, 
you know what I mean? I think we'd, we'd rather play those teams who are good on the offense because we've got a great defense. Bill's always priding himself in his defense. Um, and I don't really see many holes in our defense now, whereas previously there may have been, like I say, pass rush is one of them. I don't think there's a massive hole in our defense anymore, especially if Gilmore is back to his... Well, like you say, you thought he had a good season last year. I, I, I thought he had an all right season. I don't think he was the guy, the, the, the top five cornerback that we know. But again, uh, Gilmore, McCourty, JC Jackson as the second corner, Calvin Noy, Judon, Hightower coming back. I think, I think we, we've got a good defence this year. I, I would happily play those offence-based teams um, like the Falcons, like the Cowboys. I'd rather play those types of teams than, I say, a more defensively sound team. So I, I think the schedule almost favours us in, in that sense. Um, so that's my, maybe I'm going a bit more optimistic that we can potentially beat the likes of the, um, the Browns or the, and, and the Titans who are, I, I think the Titans are going to be a strong shout for going like to the AFC Championship this year with, the, with their offence, um, only, only strengthened by the addition of Julio Jones, which I, I was, I was going to ask you this question. What was your thoughts on the Julio Jones situation? Were you wanting the Patriots to sign him uh, with the obviously the money that he was going to cost? Would you have taken? Or obviously, you, I imagine you would have taken him. But would you think we should have been in for him more? I think he doesn't fit the scheme. I think he's a brilliant receiver, and I think he'd be great on the roster. But you're not going to overpay him if he's not going to really fit your scheme. You've got the two. You've got your two tight ends now. Really, yeah. the only deep threat you're going to be using is Nelson Aguilar. Otherwise, it's, you know, you're running back some that slot guy. And I, I don't know. I think Tennessee was a perfect fit for him. I think he would have gone there anyway, even I if think, he yeah, would have, you know, levelled that off. But I think Julio Jones, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying he's not a brilliant receiver. He's like a, he's a, he's a, a godly receiver. But I just yeah. don't think he doesn't, he doesn't fit us, especially, you know, with the signings we made. Otherwise, I would. No, do you think if we didn't sign both tight ends, let's say we only signed one tight end, and maybe Aguilar hadn't have come, would you say then we should have gone for him in terms of a deep threat in Julio? I think even with the two tight ends, if we didn't have Aguilar, I would have had Julio. But for the fact, yeah. I, Aguilar's not a brilliant receiver. He's not, but he's a deep threat. He's one of the best. If like he's probably just under, you know, the likes of like Tyree Kill. Nelson Aguilar, he's just um, Nelson dropping. Rate him that highly, yeah. I don't make I don't I don't make him highly as a receiver, but as a deep threat, he is, and he proves yeah. it every year with his stats. He breaks, he yeah. breaks, he breaks those safeties, and you know, next gen stats or PFF, they that you know they prove that wherever you look. He's just you've got to have the ability to catch the ball, and that he sometimes doesn't most of the time. But yeah. you've just got to hope and pray because all you need sometimes is the receivers to take the safeties away, so you know those tight ends can fit in the middle. On I don't know, for example, play action crosses or Create you know like plays like that exactly. And I think I think we've wrapped it up. I think that was a perfect way to sort of end it there. And I think there's nothing to say, but a massive thank you for your insight, Jamie, and no go Patriots. Yeah, very much enjoyed that. Very much enjoyed that. Hopefully we have a fantastic season. Again, optimistic, but let's see what happens. <laughs> optimistic, but I think we'll have a good season. And I think it's time for people to start wondering, the Patriots are going to be in the playoffs, whether it be wildcard or not. They're a dark horse mm -hmm. team. 
don't count the Patriots. I've out. got one last question for you, though. Of course. Do we beat Tampa Bay? Do we have a chance against Tampa Bay? Personally, I think that offense is just too rife. You know, Mike Evans, <laughs> Ronald Jones, Leonard Fournette, uh, Godwin, Antonio Brown, Gronk, uh, Cameron Bright. You look at that. You look at that. Oh, well, well, he's a fast guy. You look at that O line, though. You look at, you look at Ali Marpy, Tristan Wirfs. It's a solid offense. Their offense is brilliant. Their defense, their defense is good, but their defense is aging. You know, but yeah. I said I don't think we'll beat them, but I think if we do beat them, uh, ESPN will you know talk about that for weeks, which is to our enjoyment. Oh, it, it, it's 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 going to be fantastic. I, I'm. I'm... More looking forward to that than any other game this season. Obviously, return of Tom to the Gillette. But again, I agree with you. I don't think we have a chance. <laughs> again, we can hope. <laughs> oh, no, we can hope. But no, thank you, Jamie. Thank you for coming on. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you on. And go Patriots. Yeah, up the Pats. Brilliant. Thanks for, thanks for, for uh, having me on. No worries. 